Welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Manny. And I'm Brandon. And this is episode 10. It is episode 10. No more Star Wars movies. <laughs> we already made that reference, Manny. Well, no, no. I said episode 9. We still don't have... It's going to be episode 30. And you're still talking about episode 30 of the Star Wars TV show or something. <laughs> I said the last one. I said episode 9. We still don't have a title. You're right. And it's episode 10, there's no more Star Wars. <laughs> Manny, what did we do last time? What did we do last time? It's kind of foggy in my memory. Well, last time we fought the Battle of Redcliffe. Oh, that's what happened. Yes. And, and there we was saved a... all the townspeople. We did. And there was a... Well, not all. No, we didn't. No, no. <laughs> there was a lot of death. Um, and then we went into a windmill. Yes. To go into the castle. Yes, exactly. We freed a blood mage that Alistair was very racist against. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say racist. Very prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we found out that Connor, yes. Arl Eamon's son with Isolde, yes. is possessed by a demon, most likely a big titty demon. It has to be, right? It ha it could only what other demons are possessing all people? All demons have big titties. 100% of demons we've seen possess people have big titties. Exactly. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, maybe we're prejudiced. Maybe we're against prejudiced. Against demons. <laughs> so we fought Bontegan. Who was <laughs> yes. possessed. Well, not he was like in control. He was like under like a trance. A trance to be a jester. We fought him thinking he was going to be killed, but he wasn't but killed. But he wasn't killed. And then Connor, Demon Connor, ran away to cry in his little bedroom. Yeah, some all powerful demon. Yeah. Just runs away. A little bastard. And then Isolde says, I want to save Connor. <laughs> and so Blood Mage is like, Go to the Circle of Magi Tower. And go find someone to help us. Well, first, the blood mage, whose name is Jown, by the way, yes. wants to do it using blood magic. And Isolde is like, I'll sacrifice myself. I'll do it. But then we say, no, we don't want to do that. And we figure out that, well, if we go to the Circle of Magi, which is right next door a day away, we can find enough lyrium and mages to do the ritual or spell to get us into the Fade without killing Isolde. So... Where we left off is right after that conversation where we decide to make our way to the Circle of Magi. Do you remember the show Talk Zone? I mean, not Talk Zone. <laughs> That's like a Chalk, podcast about Chalk, Chalk Zone. Zone. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Zone, the podcast about Chalk Zone. Who, who, who does have the chalk? Rudy. <laughs> Rudy's got the chalk. Rudy's got the chalk. I do remember Talk Zone. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Zone, the podcast about Chalk Zone. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I Again. Uh, can you open this, please? <laughs> I do not like this so what were you mentioning about Shock Zone? Oh, okay, yeah, the reason I mentioned- Oh, shoot. Our conversation is interrupted by suits of armor just coming off the walls and attacking us. And silly us, we thought that the castle at this point would be safe. No, no. no. When a demon is inside of it, <laughs> everything is alive. Brandon. But Manny, we had a cutscene where we said we would leave. Doesn't mean that it's not <laughs> like it's safe now. But this is a video game. No. <laughs> this is life, Brandon. <laughs> Dragon Age isn't just a game, it is life. Yeah, and apparently in life, if you have a cutscene where you decide to leave somewhere, battles still occur on the way out. <laughs> exactly. 
So we don't get to talk about Chalk Zone. We instead have to deal with these suits of armor that randomly decided to attack us. Holy shit, now? Oh, these are just regular suits of armor that would be animated. That's kind of cool. Oh, it's like... Maybe we should remove all the weapons from the... Uh, from the castle. From anything inanimate, honestly. Especially if they're shaped like things that could hurt me. I tried to run into that room. I didn't think it was still going to be, like, hostile. But then again, I mean, the castle is still under siege. Yeah. It's like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> just like Beauty and the just Beast. Just like Beauty and the Beast. Second Disney reference of the day. Oh, those ones are our people. Okay, okay. good. So we battle... These animate suits of armor with no people inside. Yeah. Just like Booty and the Beast. Uh-huh. You know, in the scene where Belle takes a tour and there's all these moving suits of armor. That slash at her and try to kill her. Yes. You know, that of, scene. Yeah, that's in the remake. <laughs> Is it really? No. <laughs> oh, I've never seen the remake oh, with no. Emma Watson. No. No, don't. No. <laughs> oh, okay. What uh, if I love auto-tune? <sighs> <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Emma Watson. You can't sing. Oh. Uh, but after we fight them, we go into a mysterious room. Yeah. That's not the West Wing. Yeah. It's the same kind of feeling, the same kind of mood, some eeriness. You're really hyping up. I mean, it's really just a room with books in it. I'm just trying to make <laughs> it sound cool. You're right. Super eerie. I mean, the eeriest thing about it is probably the fact that there are suits of armor trying to kill you outside of it. Yes. Very eerie. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what pisses me off right about word. this? What? You know what pisses me off? It is literally, we just go one room away from where the other people were. They don't help us to fight they these do. things. They do? Yeah, they I did do. not notice them. Yeah, that's why Um, I think I mentioned that, oh, those are our people or something. Because I thought there were more. Um, but they they did help us. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Thank- Sorry, people. Yeah, Sorry. thankfully they did help us. The ones that we managed not to let die in the Battle of Redcliffe <laughs> did yeah. help us. Yeah. Oh. oh! You get that shit! You can give that Alistair's to- Alistair's mother's amulet. I'm so glad I went into this room. Alright. Let's go to the camp first, and then we'll do everything we need to do. Shock zone. Yes, sorry. Oh, second floor. I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> We're gonna go to this- This episode's God. name is gonna be called So, Chalk Zone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get the courtyard. So, Chalk Zone. Okay, so, the reason I <laughs> Chalk Zone, before we started recording, I started singing about Rapunzel. Uh-huh. And there was a scene in Chalk Zone where Rapunzel, um... It's like, I don't even remember the context, but it was like a musical number, and Rapunzel was like rapping. And she's like, I'm Rapunzel, I got the longest hair, I got the fat Like, it was like a whole rap, and part of it, I, I, for that I remember, was like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your long hair, or like something like that. So I just, um, sometimes when I think of Rapunzel, I think of that. You think of why? I think of Chalk Zone and their weird Rapunzel, uh... Did you watch Chalk Zone a lot as a child? Um, I did, actually. I remember being on before school. Uh-huh. Maybe that was just once I happened to watch it before school, because I definitely wasn't watching TV before school. Mm-hmm. I would, <laughs> you had to wake up so early to go to school. But, uh, yeah, I just remember, like, watching Chalks when I was a kid. I don't know. Once we're done in Redcliffe Castle, we make our way out and make our way back to the camp where we can do some inventory management, give out some amulets to our friends. Really just one amulet to Alistair. Yeah. We find our way to the camp without any battles. Actually, there never are battles to the camp. I don't think we've ever described it, 
But the map, it has all of Ferelden, and the camp is, like, in the corner. Yeah, the camp is, like, in an undisclosed area. Yeah, like, that's not literally where the camp is. It's just kind of, like, there's also this location, which is wherever you are, and it's kind of, like, closed off. Do you think, like, the camp constantly moves from where it's supposed to be? Like, it, it looks the same constantly, but, like, we just camp at a different location. It just happens to look the same. Yeah, I think that's what's implied. Yeah, because, like, my god, do places in Ferelda just look the same? Yeah, it's all just the same over here. (laughs) It's not like, oh, we have to walk all the way back to the camp. Yeah, and Morgan always takes the time to find the same looking corner to put her own (laughs) fireplace. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure the camp moves with us. Yeah. Which is why you don't battle on the way to it. Exactly. That'd be awful. It'd be the worst. If you, like, die on a battle on the way back to your camp Mm -hmm. uh no we make our way to the camp and we start to do some inventory management level people up things like that everything we need to before we head over to the circle of magi to continue our quest can we talk for a moment yes about this ability that eliana has oh below the belt the rogue delivers a swift, unsportsmanlike kick to the target, dealing normal combat damage as well as imposing penalties to defense and movement speed unless the target passes a physical resistance. Damn! So basically, is that getting nailed in the nuts? Just like kick him in the groin. Which you know what? I don't like unsportsmanlike. You're in a battle. It's, it's not honorful. It's not honorful. Okay. Wait, wait, okay, it's not honorful. You're, someone's about to try and kill you. I'm gonna try and hit you in the nuts. I don't care if it's honorful. I'm trying to get you down. I guess so. I'm like, listen, kids. If someone's trying to rob you, someone's oh, well, trying yeah. to kill you. I mean, you, at that point, your life is If good. you're, in, let's say you're in a warlike situation, kick them in the nuts. Just kick them in the nuts. I don't care if it's not honorful. They're your enemy. And you have to at least get them down on the ground. I'll give you that, yes. I don't, I, we have to erase this whole, oh, it's un, it's not, like, dishonor on you, dishonor <laughs> on your cow. Third Disney reference of the of the day. Okay, um, oh, we have to give Alistair's mother amulet. Uh, let's see what happens. This, this is my mother's amulet. It has to be. But why isn't it broken? Where did you find it? I found it in the Red Cliff Castle in the study. You were there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> then he must have found the amulet after I threw it at the wall. And he repaired it and kept it. I don't understand. Why would he do that? So, perhaps you mean more to him than you think? Ooh. That's like a nice... Yeah. I guess you could be right. We never really talked that much. Thank you. I thought I'd lost this to my own stupidity. I'll need to talk to him about this if he recovers from his... When he recovers, that is. That's right. I wish I'd had this a long time ago. Did you remember me mentioning it? I'm more used to people not really listening when I go on about things. So. Poor guy. You're a friend, of course I remember. Should we joke and be like, sorry, did you say something? No, okay. It's a joke. It's a joke. Ho, ho, ho. See this gesture I'm making? Can you hear that? Plus five. Hell yeah. That uh, makes up for us releasing Javelin. Nice ten. You are not quite as callow as I thought. That is unexpected. Um, um thanks, I guess. You're welcome. Why did you come to Ferelden? I was sent to be the eyes of the Antom. The Arishok asked what is the blight. By his curiosity, I am now here. What is an Arishok? The one who commands the Antom, the body of the Kunari. So you're in their army? 
and the commander said to come and learn about the blight. Why does he care about the blight? Why do you? Um, <laughs> um, it could destroy, destroy the, the world. world. Do you think the Kunari live on some other world then? Yes. Did you find the answer to his question? A portion of it. Oh, what was the answer? <laughs> what was the answer? <laughs> Quizzing him. Don't oh, you have to report back? I would like to say, what was the answer? What was the answer? Were you not at Ostagar when the army was overwhelmed? That is your answer. Oh, do you have to report back then? Yes. Oh. So, oh, no. So what are you still doing here? Um, you can ask that, but I feel like... I cannot go home. I cannot go home? Why not? Why not? It doesn't matter now. Can we move on? We keep the darkspawn waiting. Oh, well, Liliana. I don't think we talked to her. I haven't talked to her at all. Something I can help with? Are talking about something? Yes? What's on your mind? That vision of yours. Yeah, she said she saw the maker. Oh. Remember that? When we first met her. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was like, oh, I saw a vision. I, I swear it's real. I knew this would come up sooner or later. I don't know how to explain, but I had a dream. In it, there was an impenetrable darkness. It was so dense, so real. And there was a noise, a terrible, ungodly noise. I stood on a peak and watched as the darkness consumed everything. And when the storm swallowed the last of the sun's light, I... I fell. And the darkness drew me in. When I woke, I went to the Chantry's gardens, as I always do. But that day, the rose bush in the corner had flowered. Everyone knew that bush was dead. It was grey and twisted and gnarled, but there it was. A single, beautiful rose. It was as though the maker stretched out his hand to say, even in the midst of this darkness, there is hope and beauty. I don't know why, I'm really slightly emotional with her like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty beautiful. It's very beautiful. Uh, wow, the first option is that's just wishful thinking. Why? Okay, no. Stevan is not a dick. No, he wouldn't say that. We should say, um... Wow, I don't need your maker interfering in my life. You could be so mean in this game. I know, you could be like a dick. Let's say, and that's made you want to help me? In my dream, I fell. Or, or maybe I jumped. Okay. I'd do anything to stop the blight. I know that we can do it. There are so many good things in the maker's world. How can I sit by while the blight devours everything? The Chantry says the maker has left us. The blight is the maker's punishment. Will you defile him? Defile him? Defy him. Yeah, like, I asked that. You do want to ask that? Because that's an interesting... That's an interesting question. take on that. Yeah. I, I don't know. He made this world. He could destroy it. But there is so much worth saving. I... You, you're such a pessimist. Oh, I'm sorry, Liliana. Well, we pissed her off just a bit. I don't like pissing off Liliana. <laughs> Liliana's a kind, gentle soul, and I feel so bad she when I is. make her angry. Yeah, I really like Liliana. She's nice, and she always agrees with us when we make nice decisions out in the world. Unlike a certain unnamed person who <laughs> hates every time we do something nice. Whose name rhymes with Borrigan. Or... Flor... That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, we upset Liliana, and I feel bad. I was just trying to raise, like, a question of, like, oh, well, you know, interesting moral philosophy dilemma with religion. But she was having none of it. She She's was like, strict. this is my religion you're talking about. Liliana got very upset and pointed at how we were a pessimist just for bringing up moral quandaries. So I think we learned a bit, little bit about her today. Yeah, she's... We learned... 
She's a staunch uh, religious person. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you know. It's her religion. All of our grandmas were staunch religious people. Let's exactly. be real. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's be real here. You know what? To each their own. Yeah. To each their own. You know what? She has something she believes in. She has a way of living that helps her. That's her way. Exactly. We all must respect each other, everyone. Yes. Respect. This has been a learning moment. <laughs> But we do have to right the wrong we've done. And it might not be minus 50, but it still affected us where it counts in our hearts. Exactly. So it's time we right our wrongs and spark pleasant conversation with her. Um, I heard that in Norway, minstrels are often spies. The, the, you're, I feel like you're gonna piss her off. Why did you hear this? Uh, someone told me this a long time ago. And you believe everything you hear? Not all minstrels are spies. Most are just singers and storytellers, but some of them are are what we call bards. And the bards are spies? Oh my god. Bards are minstrels and more. Some say there is a bard order, but I don't think this is true. Many bards work alone or in small groups. If there is an organization behind it all, no one knows who they are. In Orlais, there is much rivalry amongst the highborn. They fight over land, influence, and the favor of the empress. But they cannot do this openly because it is impolite. And in public, they wear smiling faces and pretend to be civil. In secret, they plot and scheme to destroy each other. So, in Arlay, they're just like, hee hee hee. But in the background, they're really trying to scheme against each other. Damn. Noble life. You were a bard, weren't you? You seem to know quite a bit about these bards. Which one do you want to say? You were a bard, weren't you? Or you seem to know quite a bit about these bards? I think the second one, yeah, you know. <laughs> and I should, shouldn't I? After oh, having goes. spent most of my adult life as one. You've guessed as much, I'm sure. But does I it really matter what I was? <laughs> What's past is past. Why were you living cloistered sister in rural Toronto? I feel like that sentence... I just feel like, why were you living... Cloistered sister in Royal Forelton. Mm. I'd never leave that. It sounds too exciting. So that's where you learn to fight like that. Make sure you use your bard skills to help me. <laughs> Should we say so that's where you learn to fight like that? Yeah. My skills served me well. But the day finally came when I decided to just put them aside. I found myself in Ferelden and sheltered from bad weather in the Chantry. I just did not want to leave. I like to see the maker brought me here. So we learn a lot more about Leliana's past. A lot. We learn all about Cloister. <laughs> not the Pokemon. Not the Pokemon, no. But where nuns do nuns stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, where nuns do nuns. <laughs> like, what kind of world is That's this? That's what I was going to say, and then I realized that it sounded wrong. <laughs> I just meant to say they be nuns. They be nuns. <laughs> And we learned that she was a bard, which is like a spy in Orlais. And I just want to take this back to Sten's conversation for a moment. Okay. Because I think it kind of highlights how totally different Sten and Leliana are. I feel like we never talked about this while we were playing the game. But going from one to the other is so jarring. Because it's like you have Sten, who comes from this place where it's all just like defined like roles. It's like, yeah. we are the body. And this person is the... The leader of the body of the Kunari. And, oh, <laughs> oh my God. and we're just talking and he's like, no. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he's so, like, stern. and he's So, like, straight to the point. Yeah, everything's straight to the point. Everything's just, like, 
curt answers and it's just so um representative of what kunari culture seems to be like for what we have right now of it and then you go to leliana and she's telling us all about orlay and how like in your face everyone is kind to you and whatever and then behind your backs they're trying to kill you and and they're plotting against you but but you don't see that up front I don't know. I think it's just such an interesting Damn. juxtaposition. No wonder why Loghain hates them. <laughs> yeah. Those dirty Olasians, we should try them back. <laughs> I think the perception between Ferelden and Orlais is like, oh, they're pompous and they, they're all fake and they just, they're too prissy or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it seems like. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It is interesting. You get to see, you know, how this world works how people interact how different countries interact with each other how their cultures are yeah it's very interesting to me but i just thought it was funny how (laughs) yeah sten is such a hard ass and liliana is telling us all about the frills and kills and orlay it sounds like a commercial it's like come to orlay with the thrills and kills of orlay You come for the baguettes and you stay for the adventure. <laughs> oh my god, you make it sound like there's a six flags. <laughs> come to six flags over Olay. Or you could ride the Joker. <laughs> but it's a literal Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Enchantment. How you doing, Sandal? Your new best friend? My new best friend. You and your friend. friends are formidable folk, indeed. I'm sure you'll be pleased with the goods my boy and I have collected. And with your discount. Bullshit discount. This is like Target. Just like Target. Just like Target. He's like my third favorite merchant in a video game. Wow, what's your first and second? Okay, so my first favorite merchant is from the uh, game Resident Evil 4. And it's like this hooded man who just, he just shows up anywhere. And he goes like, what are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> and I love him so much. Okay. He's the best character in the entire movie. He just, I, and not movie, uh, video game. Video game. And my second favorite merchant is Malo, or Malo. Okay. Uh, from uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Why? Okay, so just to give you some background here. Yeah. So Malo is like basically a baby. Okay. It's like, he's like this tall. Oh, I think it's a she. I totally forgot what the gender of this creature is. It's a human. But, um, okay. Um, it's definitely a kid. Um, because whenever you're talking to these three kids, because, like, Link is a teenager and he has, like, these three kid friends. Sure. Or, no, four kid friends. And, like, he has, like, the most eloquent way of speaking. Sure. And he's just like, hi, I'm Mallow. And then uh, he, later in the game, he asked you for like a loan. Be like, I'm just trying to open a shop. If you give me a loan, I'll open this shop. And okay. he opens this shop in Castletown, and it's like this dance club slash like store. Uh huh. And if you listen to the theme song, it sounds like the people are saying, "Let's say fuck." <laughs> let's say fuck. It's like let's say fuck. Let's say fuck. Let's say fuck, dude. Let's say fuck. Let's say fuck. Really? Yeah, I have to. Sh- I have to make you hear it later. It's it's funny. Okay.
beautiful. It, it sounds exactly like Let's Say Fuck. <laughs> it sounds exactly like Let's Say Fuck. <laughs> the Japanese know what they're doing. They do. They know what their words sound like in English. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that should play in every store that you ever go to. <laughs> every store. I would buy more things if that was the only song playing. Oh, yeah. And I would dance through the aisles while I do it. Uh-huh. Gonna grab this milk. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not your favorite. I know. I mean, Zelda Twilight Princess, everyone should know um, that Zelda Twilight Princess is one of my favorite games, like, ever. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first Zelda game I actually played. Ah. Yes, I didn't play a Zelda game until I got a Wii. Okay. I just knew who Link was because of Super Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it was the first game, and it was so epic, so big. Um, but yeah, and I love it so much. I think my the reason why the Resident Evil 4 guy is my favorite is because he's scattered everywhere throughout that game. Uh-huh. Like, Mallow is just in one part. Well, there's two Mallow Marts, but okay. the crazy Let's Say Fuck one is in just the <laughs> castle town. Wow. Okay. Cloaked uh, merchant guy in Resident Evil 4 is everywhere you go. I don't know how he survives to get past these like evil Spaniards. I don't know how he <laughs> survives the evil Spaniards. And he just shows up he just shows in every up. location. I'm like, how are you getting your inventory? And how are you getting past all these people? <laughs> Who are you? And he's never explained. <laughs> he just exists. And that's why I love him. He's there to sell you. Exactly. And find out what you're buying and what exactly. you're selling. Exactly. <laughs> um... I see it found some augmentation. I forgot the yellow. I was not even aware it knew about them. Well done. So, what does it think? They don't make me look any wider, do they? I find I'm already too wide as it is. Aww. No, they look quite slimming. You know, let's 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 be nice then. It must be the vertical pattern it put them in. Did it know to do that? It must have. I think it should find some more as soon as possible. I want to glitter from ear to ear, oh, so to speak. Oh, to glitter. He's such a good... I like Cheryl. Oh. <laughs> What's with the heavy size? Oh, that. Merely reflecting on the hopeless nature of the task in front of it. The most likely outcome is that it and its companions will become a stain on some rock for the darkspawn to tread upon. Oh, Jesus. I shall be moved to a single tear by the tragedy. It's true. I want to say glad to know you care at least. Yeah. It's true. One single tear, and then it's off to the north, I think. Or maybe west. I haven't decided. What's that? Did it hear flapping wings? There may be pigeons nearby. We should be alert. Oh. We should be alert. It's funny looking back on it that Shale is talking about the fashion of being a golem. <laughs> like Shale, now looking back, she is clearly a stereotypical female. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say stereotypical. Uh, like, <laughs> like she has feminine traits. Yeah. Like, like, Ooh, are these slimming? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. Yeah. Now looking back on it, it's like, oh, I can see a woman saying that more than I would see a man saying that. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting to look back on with the knowledge we have now, and I'm glad we brought it up because then we wouldn't be able to have this conversation about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but Shale really is one of the best people to talk to in this game. Shale is so sassy and beautiful. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. She's and she's definitely so, one of my favorites. Yeah, she's so entertaining to talk to, always has a story, always has something to say about the situation, 
always like the right amount of socially unaware. She could say something that's rude, but like it's not mean as Morgan. It's like rude as in she doesn't understand social interactions. Yeah. It's hard to explain how it differs from Morgan. Like Morgan knows what she is saying is pissing us off. <laughs> like she yeah. wants to press your buttons. Shale just doesn't understand. Yeah, Shale's just saying how she feels. But I don't think she's saying it to like get under our skin. She's being she's being honest with you. She's just kind of adding to the conversation with no worries. Yeah. Whereas Morgan is like purposefully getting under your skin and trying to sass you or whatever. She's just great to talk to. Shale, that is. Morgan's fine. Oh. oh. It doesn't have better things to do. Are those crystals in your skin? I like to think of them as accessories. Oh. What do they do? I suspect that it is an art that was practiced when golems were more, um, commonplace. My former master collected whatever lore he could find on the subject. Why is the master he, but I'm it? (laughs) (laughs) You actually like me. So a decoration. As I understand it, the crystals allow me to alter the flow of magic around me. Wilhelm had hoped to turn me into a battery of mana. Something he could tap at will. Did he succeed? Not really. These attempts may be what caused my disruption. Some of the crystals increase the presence of mana. Some absorb or reflect spells. There are various kinds. All I can promise is that should it ever find one of these crystals, I can likely tell it the function and what it would do if added to me. That sounds promising. Where would I find them? Wilhelm said they came from the Deep Roads. That answers its question, I assume. Unless it has more. You watch the village day and night for years? I do not sleep, so yes. And I thank it for reminding me. This sounds like torture. Try to imagine, if it will, what it would be like to be surrounded by nothing but boring peasants, all oblivious to it. I want to say yes, it was rather horrid. Yeah. Because it does sound hard. It sounds awful just being the same. And then there were the birds. A whole village full of pigeons and ravens and sparrows all perching on me day in and day out. Ah, yes, your bird thing. (laughs) So you say it sounds a little messy? It does sound a little messy. Those foolish villagers would spread (gasps) bird seed near the birds because they thought having birds perch on me was quaint. Quaint! If there hadn't been the occasional kind soul to scour me clean, I would... I would... I don't care to discuss this anymore. Enchantment? Enchantment! Aww. All right. That is done. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk to Alistair. Something on your mind? I have some questions. Of course. Why have you remained a temple after you ate the chantry? Yeah, let's ask him that, actually. Have you seen the uniform? It's not only stylish, but well-made. Okay. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen you wearing it. I keep it hidden under my pillow. Sometimes I'll take it out just so I can hug it fondly and remember the good old days. And what's the real reason? <clears throat> you don't really want to know about my being a Templar, do you? It's really quite boring. I do, I want to know. Yes! Yeah. Poke, poke, poke. Tell me everything about your life, Alistair. Alright, 
If you insist. <laughs> Damn, uh, I, sure I, I mean, I don't have to know. The truth of the matter is... I just tried to get to know you better. The, monastery. <laughs> the initiates from poor families thought I put on airs, while the noble ones called me a bastard and ignored me. But I took some solace in the training itself, I guess. <laughs> Enjoyed hunting mages, did you? Oh, God. Let me say, what did you enjoy about the training? The education, mostly. But also the discipline. It was difficult, but rewarding. I never really felt at home anywhere, though, until I joined the Grey Wardens. And Duncan felt my Templar abilities might be useful for when we encountered Darkspawn magic. Okay. So I kept it up. What about you? Do you have anywhere you consider home? My home was taken over by all hell. Right. Stupid of me to ask. I'm sorry. We won't always be traveling like this, you know. A time will come when we'll have to think about having a real home again. Though that seems like a far ways off. And I suppose the Grey Wardens are gone for good. Either way. Be optimistic. Especially since Liliana might be listening and now she thinks we're pessimists. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just like, Oh, Tom, Jerry's a pessimistic bastard! <laughs> I hope just like there's like a plus one for Liliana. Just yeah. randomly. You better be listening. I suppose you're right. We can create new Grey Wardens, but we'll never get back those we lost. Anyhow, now I've sidetracked us. We'd better get back to what we're supposed to be doing right now. Okay, thanks, Alistair. Okay. Do you want to talk to Morgan, or do you want to go? Ah, let's go! That bitch doesn't need to be talked to. Damn. This wraps up our whole visit to the camp, which I didn't expect to take this long. But we just have so much to talk about, apparently, with all of our friends. Except Morgan. <laughs> Except Morgan, apparently. Listen, the last time, the last mission that we had her in, yeah. well, we're still going with the same mission, but like back in Redcliffe, she's being very rude, uh -huh. very mean, yeah. and I can't stand her. I can't stand <laughs> her negativity. Yeah. And they call me the pessimist. <laughs> they call me. Liliana has the nerve. Liliana, you should be talking to your friend there, Morrigan, who is constantly pessimistic. <laughs> that being said, Manny, who do we take with us to the Circle of Magi? Well, we can't take Alistair because he has some prejudice against mages, basically. <laughs> so we take our sassy mama, Shale. <laughs> Our beautiful Orlesian person who thinks that we're pessimist, Leliana. Yes. And Morgan. Yeah, we take Morgan. I mean, she is our only mage. She is our only mage. Leliana's so. still our only rogue. Yeah. So we just have a whole band of warriors we and have, then one mage and one rogue. We have, uh, we have a team of ladies. We do have a team of ladies. We, we didn't even know at the time. We didn't even know at the time. We basically had an old lady group. I thought you said old lady group. No, an all lady group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, old, they're relatively young. Well, except Shale. Yeah, Shale's pretty old. And we make our way over, not first to the Circle of Magi, but we have to go first to Lake Kalanhad because we learn that it's from this lake that you enter the Circle of Magi by boat, and we have to find our way in. So we make our way out of the camp and are first interrupted by a pretty strange random encounter. We're going on a trip, but where will our trip take us? To Lake Kalenhard. Kalenhard! Because that's how we get into the Circle Tower. Into the Circle Tower. Brandon, oh, oh, what's this? That doesn't look good. 
How did a child survive that? The crater is still smoking. What? It's a boy. Does Superman fall from the toes. sky? That's all that matters <laughs> to me. The Maker has answered our prayers. That's Let's the only factor we've seen all game. And raise that is true. Play both of them. Oh, bye. He just took the sun. He's, he goes, let's take him as our own. Was that Superman? Manny, what did we just witness? We witnessed the origin story <laughs> of a certain superhero, uh, Superman. Yeah. Um, what happened here? <laughs> like, literally, we walk out, like, to go to the lake. Yes. And... We got the, you know, little interruption symbols. Yeah, little, there's going to be a battle. I was like, oh, I'm going to fight something. Yeah, we're going to fight bandits. And then what ended up happening is like a cutscene just appears. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just a giant crater in the ground. <laughs> it's not even a baby's in because do you even see that there's a baby in like the meteor? No, I, you just see the crater. And then you see a man and a woman. And the only two fat people in yeah, this game. Everyone... As we've mentioned, everyone has the same body, except for these two people, and they try to make a fat body, but they just end up looking, like, weirdly deformed and bloated. They just look, like, <laughs> morbidly obese on their body, but their face is completely normal. Yeah, the rest of them is fine. The normal face. But then the body is kind of, like, misshapen to look like a pear. Even, like, the <laughs> shoulders are defined. They're, like, nice and look like they're muscular. Yeah. And they're, like, from... Chest down. It's yeah. so morbid. They look like obese. a they look like a cartoon character that was made to look like a pair. Yeah, to indicate that they're unfit. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> you just see them. Apparently, there's a baby in there, and they take the baby, and we're left with a crater to look at. <laughs> it's really weird. I love the little Easter egg, but it's yeah, it's, really, it's, it's so out of strange. nowhere. Like yeah. you want to make an homage to Superman. Why at this moment? Yeah, especially because this whole game has been like deep lore and seeded with backstory. And like, it's just been fantasy. Yeah. And, like, out of nowhere is this comic book nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And normally when you run into things, it ends up that there's this whole backstory and they're weaved into the world and there's just this random who knows what. And then you know what this, <laughs> you know what this proves? There are aliens in this yeah, universe. Yeah, there's aliens. And one of them's living among us now. <laughs> <laughs> one day in Dragon Age 5, it's going to time skip to when that baby's an adult. And we're going to learn more about his story as Superman or Super Elf. I am Super Elf. <laughs> I, no, I, I'm really... I'm really... What just no, happened? That was fucking Superman. What did we just witness? We just watched Superman. I can't wait till we get to the commentary so I can look up what the hell that was. It was super. Well, that's it. World map. <laughs> a little boy falls in the sky. Two country people take him as their own. What was the point of that? It was a lovely little Easter egg. In the crater is a meteor ore that you can gather from it. And that's all you can do in this area. So we're just left confused and lonely and vulnerable. <laughs> I wish there was a battle. Yeah, there was nothing. It's not even like we fight something. We we could have fought an alien. Like, how cool would that be? We, what if the mother just not, popped out? <laughs> it's not like, you know, oh, it's a fun little Easter egg. Yeah, but you interrupted my trip. Yeah, and it opens up a whole can of worms. And it doesn't even come up again. No. I mean, we get this ore, which we can use at a later date. We won't spoil what that's for. But... You, that, that's the only thing. It's just to get this ore, this whole alien appearing from the sky doesn't come into play at all. That's why I'm convinced it's going to happen in Dragon Age 5. 
It has to. You mean four? Aren't there only three games? Yeah, but they're saving it for five. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you worked for I mean, Bioware. it can't just come up with four. Because then it's like... You don't oh. introduce aliens in the fourth iteration of something. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're <laughs> wrong on that. Okay. Sir. Which one does Okay. That? Indiana Jones, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There's aliens in that? Brandon. <laughs> Brandon. There's aliens in that? Have you ever seen any of the Indiana Jones movies? No. I'm just going to like do a very quick... Well, I played Lego Indiana Jones on the Xbox 360. Okay. So... I'm basically an expert. Oh, yes. But yes. go on. <laughs> so basically, I'm just going to a quick synopsis of the first three movies. Sure. All right. First one, you're looking for the Ark of the Covenant. It's a biblical okay. like thing. Yeah. It's a bit like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the realm of possibility. Like, <laughs> it makes sense for the adventure story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Second movie, you have to free children slaves from this demon guy. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Third movie. Nazis. Oh. And India. Well, the Nazis are also in the first one, but they're also they're in the third one as well. They're not okay. in the second one. I feel one. like every big franchise like that eventually gets to Nazis. Yes. Or like Nazi. Equivalent. Well, it started off with Nazis. Hitler is in the third Indiana Jones. Really? He is in it. I never knew this. Yeah. Um, the third one, the Nazis are trying to find the the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Yeah, okay. So that they can like live forever, blah, 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 blah. So Sure. So there's <laughs> So there's three movies. That are like basically part of like archaeology and like religion and all yeah. that stuff. Because okay. even the second one, even though it's not Christian, yeah, it, it it's a religion ish. Sure, yeah. Then you get to the fourth movie, yeah. The Russians, who are the villains, because it takes place in the fifties. Okay, they go into Area Fifty One. Oh, to find the Crystal Skull. Okay, the Crystal Skull yes. is the skull of an alien. Oh wow. Is there any precedent for that? Like is there is a thing called the crystal skull. There are real crystal skulls. Okay. Um and it's actually tied to 2012. It okay. was tied to 2012. They said if you collect all 13 what? crystal skulls, you could prevent the world from ending. Oh my gosh. This is a thing? This is a thing. That if you I've never a 2012 passed. Yeah. And I had no clue that there was this whole mythos of crystal skulls. That tied into it. Nor well, I, I know remember because that... I watched the History Channel uh, a lot. Oh, as so a child. ancient aliens. So, Naturally, yes. Yeah. So I've watched a lot of things about 2012, which made me a very scared child. Well, yeah. scared adolescent. Okay. Um, and then around the time that Indiana Jones Four was coming out, they're like, "Oh, but what does the Crystal Skull have to do with the 2012 <laughs> apocalypse? <laughs> well, we'll tell you now." Oh and it's my like, God. What? It's like I thought. Was a bullshit thing oh that they made goodness. up. Indiana, and there is a scene where they return the crystal skull to like the crystal body, body, <laughs> and then like all thirteen of the bodies form into one, and then an alien just shows up. What fries the mind of the Russian evil lady? And then you're lying. I'm not lying. I am not lying. <laughs> lying. And then literally, they escape the temple, which you find out was a UFO the entire time. What? And they're like, where'd they go? To outer space? No, to the space between spaces. I'm like, 
What? what the fuck that is doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so that's Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, oh my starring God. Harrison Ford and Shia LaBeouf. I'm so sorry that I I said that you can't introduce aliens in a fourth movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dragon Age. You know what? Superman will be in Dragon Age. <laughs> it will be in Dragon Age Four. <laughs> so we gather our ore, which now I wish was a crystal skull, <laughs> <laughs> and we continue over to Lake Galahad. Oh, we made it to the lake, and we just saw an alien baby fall from the sky. That's so weird. <laughs> Why is that, that happening? That's a bizarre thing. Why did that Ooh, I like the lake. Well, this lake is <laughs> so beautiful. I would come here and have a picnic. Yeah. Or camp out. It, to set up the scene, it's very dim, very dark. It is. It's, it's nighttime. It's eternally nighttime. nighttime. And it's just a serene beautiful dark lake and in the distance is this majestic tower yeah like imagine pink and purplish little hues Mm -hmm. in the air and in the water imagine like the bayou with some of like the trees and shrubbery behind you okay and then like a massive lake what bayou the like louisiana like princess in the the bayou the one bayou oh i (laughs) the one bayou is there is bayou a place or is Bayou a classification? I think the Bayou is a place. There's one Bayou. I think there's only one Bayou in okay. existence. It, it's okay. This is not Once Upon a Time where the Princess <laughs> and the Frog takes place not in New Orleans but in a fairy tale land. No, like, I know. We this. gotta go with the Bayou. I'm like the Bayou is in New Orleans. All right, we've we've triggered Manny's Once Upon a Time ranting now. I hate season seven. <laughs> <laughs> we have to move on. So, yes, it's a very serene lake, and you only have very few people. There's a little dock with a Templar standing at the end. Oh, and there's also a broken bridge. There's a broken bridge? Yeah, you don't notice that? There's no. the bridge, this wall thing. It's a bridge. Oh, that's a bridge? If you notice. Oh, I thought it was just an outside wall. <laughs> what? I never thought much about it. <laughs> oh, my God. If you look, because, like, do you think that they just constantly sail to this tower? Yes. <laughs> No, there's a bridge and the bridge is broken. Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, wow. There's a broken bridge here. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Because that's like the boundary of the area. Why would there be a fucking broken wall in the middle of the lake? (laughs) No, it's just, I'm just so used to being in video games and there being like distinct boundaries of areas (laughs) that I'm just like, I didn't even, I I broke. I broke. I can't. It's speak. not like Pharrell. It's like, well, this is the boundary of the area. I yes, I thought it was the boundary of the area. No, it's not. It's <laughs> Every video game area has a boundary. Is it always a damn wall like this? <laughs> My God, Brandon! It's a bridge. Be more. You have to. You have to look at everything. You have to pay attention. I know. For this podcast, we're we're explaining the surroundings, and I'm not even taking them in for what they are. Exactly. There's a bridge. But it's really just the boundary of the area. And then it's not. It's a bridge. <laughs> and there's an inn, like a bar inn. Uh, it's very small. There's very few people in the area. You got some, not tents, but you just got like a merchant looking area. Yeah. And we make our way in to survey the locals and see how we're going to make our way into the tower. The Spoiled Princess. Hmm? That's the name of this location. <laughs> Give me a point, bitch. <laughs> no. We enter the Spoiled Princess, which is the name of the inn here, 
And there's a few interesting characters that you can find inside. And uh, we have to describe the names of these characters. <laughs> yes. All right. So really one of them has a name. Yeah. Um, which is Lorana. Lorana. Yes. She's just a woman in the corner just kind of standing there. And then you have two other characters who, for some reason, we don't know their names just by looking at them. Yeah, one is a <laughs> disgruntled patron, and the other one is shady patron. Yes, so all we know about them is that they're disgruntled and shady, but for some reason, we know Lorana. La- See, I'm confused, because it sounds like Liliana. <laughs> it does sound like Liliana, and when we <laughs> enter, we do confuse it for Liliana. <laughs> and then there's a male bartender. So we're going to be able to talk to each one and get a plethora of information about the situation we find ourselves in. Wait, what the fuck was that girl's name? Lerana. La... Lerana. Oh, I thought it was like Leliana. I'm like, she's already she's on right her- here! Oh, she's right there! Allow me. Oh, I could do that. if we open that, are people gonna kill me? I just do it. What's the worst that can happen? People kill me? Why don't we talk to everyone first? Don't talk to shady person. <laughs> good day. Why are you named just to say good day? Where's the Spoiled Princess? Oh, it's an inn. In- Good day, and welcome to the Spoiled Princess. Is there something I can get for you? Why is the inn called a Spoiled Princess? Mm. It was my father's idea. He ran the inn before me, and he named it for my sister. Princess decided the country was too dull for her and moved to Denerim. More glamorous, she said. Well, she was found murdered. Oh! Of all the trinkets my father bought oh, her with yeah. his hard-earned money. My father died of shock and heartbreak. Mother stopped eating. Oh, this guy me. just tells his whole Next life story. Time. That's a story. So why is it called the Spoiled Princess? Well, my sister's the Spoiled Princess. She died. <laughs> my father died. My mother stopped eating and she died. Imagine like he just tells this story to people who didn't even fucking ask. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, I'd like a drink now. Do you want to get a drink? Yeah, let's get a drink. You know what? We deserve one. What would you like? You know, Redcliffe Tower's just under siege, but... I would like an axe! <laughs> oh, he sells... Dog war paint. So we try to speak to the innkeeper, and instead of telling us about how we can get across the water, he just tells us about his life story and then tries to sell us not alcohol, but war paint. There were other things. There were other things, but it was like an amulet. There were like traps and poisons. You know exactly what you want to find behind a bar. I mean, you go to bars. Right. (laughs) Haven't you got, like, a battle axe? Yeah, our finest weaponry and poisons and traps. And you want a tequila drink? sunrise. Yeah, and a tequila sunrise. That's the only <laughs> drink we offer. Yeah, the only drink he offers is wine. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even, like, something you could have. It's a gift. It's a gift. So the only thing we can have is wine to go. <laughs> and the fact, like a real bar. the fact that, like, he named... Well, his father named this bar after his daughter. Yeah, the Spoiled Princess. The Spoiled Princess. After she was murdered in Denerim? I think it was named before she moved. Honestly, the whole story was so long-winded. She moved to Denerim because she was so spoiled. She couldn't even take what is actually a beautiful lake. A beautiful lake. I would love to stay here. Because you know what? Well, you know what's funny, Brandon? What? Because the rich would come to this damn lake and oh, yeah. gentrify it. Yeah. There'd be oh, a yeah. Starbucks or a star barn, wherever the star gold. <laughs> star gold. Star sovereign. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in this, in this, whatever is we called in this damn game. But no, all we have are spoiled princess with one bottle of wine that you could purchase from him. That's not helpful. Everyone else in the bar just says one word to you. Before we leave... 
we decide to have Liliana unlock a chest that's sitting in the corner of the room, and inside of it is a love letter, which Manny is going to serenade us with, with his voice acting skill. Thank you. Regarding bodice ripped, enclosed are seven silver and my most heartfelt apologies for said bodice. I would blame the cold ocean spray, the loss of my favorite shirt, the bucking of the stallion, or perhaps the strain of the maintaining all such elements while sitting for a portrait, but I was certainly not myself. I hope you will forgive me and not take it upon yourself to find your own determined way in this world. Yours, Survival Ghostman. It doesn't sound like a love letter. It sounds like an apology. Yeah. Is she a... What the fuck? Her last name is True Royal. True Royal? Her name was Virginia True Royal. That's an alias. She's been, he's getting catfished. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just love letters strewn about... That's a word, right? Strewn about... I think it is. This game. And we never actually explain this. There's a codex, which is kind of like your hub of information for the game where all your kind of documents and information you gather go. So in there, there's a whole section of all the love letters that you gathered along your journey. And this one, I don't know why we were we were so interested enough to read it. When we found love letters before, we never read them out loud like this. What do you think about it? I feel like I didn't gather anything from I mean, it. I was just so into the concept. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know why it's beautiful? Because there's so much love in Ferelden. There's <laughs> love letters just sprinkled everywhere. It's like a beautiful little sprinkle into this <laughs> You don't know what happened to the love letter, do you? No. Neither do I. I did not <laughs> I didn't retain a single like a single word of it. All I know is bodice. <laughs> it's like your bodice ripped. I, is, That's all is, I remember is, from that it. Does mean like body ripped? I don't even know. Are these like love letters but like for people who are into SNM? I don't know. We found one other that I remember where it said like, you're such a vile person. Do you remember this Yeah, one? but then at the end I was like, how I love you. I love you. Yeah, it's like you're a vile person. I don't understand how anyone can talk to you and you spew your hatred or whatever the hell. So I love you. Yeah, like this, someone, someone at Bioware has to sit down and write these codex entries and someone just had fun with these love letters, especially with Virginia True Royal. Listen. That was definitely a catfish. It had to be. This person's like, oh, I'm talking to a princess. Is this a spoiled princess? No, it's not the spoiled sure? princess. <laughs> Wait, it, you know, it could be. Are you sure this isn't the spoiled princess? It could be because we're in the spoiled princess. I know. It's in a box in the spoiled princess. It could have been the spoiled princess the entire time. And her name's definitely not Virginia True Royal. No. She had to have been catfishing someone from Denarim, and then she moved there. And by the way, the person who's writing, Virginia True Royal, was the recipient, but the person writing was Sir Rival Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Bioware. This is the, the, the Spoiled Princess is the land of unoriginal names. <laughs> it's, it's the area where there's only one person with a real name, which is And it sounds Lara. exactly like Liliana. And it sounds exactly like Lara. Liliana. Everyone's either disgruntled patron, shady patron, or innkeeper. And then we have these two made-up stupid names. <laughs> we need to read the codex more often. Who at Bioware designed this specific area? <laughs> it's like someone probably like a Larry. It's like, ah, oh, we have to get Larry to do uh, something. All right, well, at least I'll have fun with it. 
<laughs> this is like Larry about. forgot to do his shit and like he he finished it like this in an hour. I want to read the codex entries more often because that's where the gems seem to be. They they are. Like They're this is where there. all the little like anecdotes are and here we are fighting demons, but you know sometimes I just want to read a story about a disgusting woman <laughs> or about a catfish. <laughs> you know? Oh my god. The only disgusting women we have along are Morgan she is disgusting. She's very <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting inside, not out, but inside. No, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah. She's beautiful outside. No, she's... yeah. And she looks very clean for someone who grew up in the wild. Yes. And for someone who doesn't have a bra. Anyway, <laughs> once we're done with this love letter and exposing this catfish, Virginia, we go over to the docks to speak to the Templar who's guarding any entry into the tower and see what we can do to make our way across. All right, well, let's try to get across this river. Hello, Carol. Carol's a guy. What? You! You're not looking to get across to the tower, are you? Because I have strict orders not to let anyone pass. I'm a great woman. I'll seek assistance of the mages. Oh, you're a Grey Warden, are you? Prove it. Stab him. Well, we have the treaties. Yes. Oh, a Grey Warden seal. So you're claiming to be one of those. You know, I have some documents, too. They say I'm the Queen of Antiva. What do you think of that? <laughs> Our queen's female. Don't question royalty. All right, that's enough. Let me crush a few body parts it can't possibly miss. I'll take you right now, just like you wanted. <laughs> yes, please. Well, that was easy. So with the help of Shale, we managed to convince Carol, who's the male Templar, <laughs> to allow us across the lake. This is the second time I've heard a male... Named Carol. Really? What's the first time? Uh, 30 Rock. There's a character oh. named Carol. He's a guy played by Matt Damon. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm just ignorant, <laughs> ignorant. and stuck in the 18th century with my gender norms. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we managed to convince Carol, thanks to Shale, offering to, well, offering, <laughs> I mean, threatening to break his bones. And Manny, you raised the question earlier about... <laughs> What would happen? Yeah, because, like, <laughs> if Shale weren't here, how difficult would this have been? Because, like, Shale would be like, I'm going to break your damn arms. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, okay, let me go. I'll let you through. Yeah. And Shale's a DLC character, too. If we didn't have DLC and we, was, we were playing this without DLC, then it would have been completely different. Exactly. So I have up uh, the Dragon Age wiki with a few of the options of what could have happened, okay? So you have the typical, like, persuade him, intimidate him. Um, you can bribe him with... 40 sovereign, 40 gold, okay, which is a lot. Or you can have special companion stuff. So as we heard, Shale will offer to break his bones, <laughs> which is what we got. And we didn't even have to prompt it. It just happened. So thanks, Shale. Shale just like took it upon herself. And then you have a few other options. So if Morgan is in the party, you can ask her what she thinks. What, she stab them? <laughs> no. Push them off a cliff? No, I actually found a video of it because all it says here is that she frightens him. So I want to see what that entails. Um, and we have Leliana, who will convince him by saying he can listen to her stories on the way to the tower. That's kind of sweet. You could listen to my stories. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I love stories. <laughs> exactly. And then you have Sten, who can bribe Carol with cookies that he has, I guess. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. This stoic, but I, I kind of want to see what, that was like, like <laughs> okay. It's like I have cookies. 
All right, I'm going to play the um the Morgan one and then we can play the Sten one, okay? Okay. Here we have Morgans. That dark eyed temptress over there. Surely the tower would be far too dull for her because it gets a little lonely out here sometimes and you know, oh. you could just leave her with me. Oh. oh, excellent. I have been hoping for new prey. Prey? It'll take but a moment. Perhaps you should go aboard the vessel to prepare while we are away. We must row ourselves across. I fear the lad will no longer have the use of his limbs or his eyes once I am done with him. Oh, um, maybe I, I should, um... Wonderful. I can sense his terror. Oh, that will make the loving all the sweeter. Oh, my so God. Jesus. Go now, right now, now. Okay, I mean, oh my god! I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of um like I am turned on more not turned oh, on. <laughs> god, I uh, I like what Morgan did because he yeah. was being a sexist. Well, not sexist, but he's being a prick. Yeah, he's like, being a horny bastard. He's being a horny. He's like, oh, leave her with me. God, that's really misogynist. Like, really creepy. Yeah, that's really, really creepy. That's really. Really gross. Oh, Carol. I, no. I, you know, I felt better about Carol. Yeah, he looks like a fine young lad who's just doing his job, but now I don't like him. Carol just seems like a dick. Yeah, he seems like a perv. It's like, it's just like oh, let me have sex with Morgan. Morgan is a strong, independent oh, woman. Oh, yeah. And she just went with it. She reveled in that. Mm -hmm. That that makes me like Morgan more. That makes me I like I wish Morgan. we saw that when we played. I wish, yeah. We had to bring Shale breaking arms like always the ladies are not are always threatening <laughs> it's really well except Liliana Liliana apparently was like I'll tell you my stories yeah yeah let's find stems I'm feeling a little peckish though Arshera here munch on these if you like oh cookies <laughs> oh I am content to part with them if it saves us from this fool <laughs> There was a child, a fat, slovenly thing, in the last village we passed. I relieved him of these confections. He didn't need more. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Fat shaming Sten! Oh my god, he stole cookies from a child. <laughs> I think what makes it funny is like the guy's like, oh, cookies! Yeah. Not only is he a perv, he's like a child. He's a man child. He's like a man child, like, ooh, cookies! Ooh, cookies! He stole cookies from a child. I wish we had seen those. That's so funny. Uh, I think Stens is my favorite so of the ones we saw. But I'm very thankful for Shale doing her part. Yeah. <laughs> quick and easy. Quick and easy, Shale. Yeah, quick and easy. We didn't even have to ask her. Yeah. She, we didn't see the options to persuade or intimidate. She just did it all on her own. Mm -hmm. She wanted to get in there. So that's exactly what we do. And we make our way past Carol. Or rather, Carol takes us with him across to... The Mage's Circle. Thanks, Shale. Yeah, thanks, Shale. Come along, I suppose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shale got... <laughs> Shale dealt with that real quick. Shale was like, I will kill this one. I didn't even have to, like, say, Shale, what you mean. I feel sun through the ashes in the sky.
And that ends episode 10 of Enchantment Origins. Basically that camp episode. Yeah, it was mostly camp. I mean, I know that Redcliffe is in danger from a demon child, but we had to be prepared to tackle the Circle of Magi. Exactly. I mean, we need all the equipment that we need to take yeah, into the circle. Yeah. It might be dangerous. And we need all the conversation with our friends. That's important too. Exactly. Growth. Raise Growth morale. Is important. Raise morale. Exactly. So now that we're finally making our way into the castle, next time we will be learning more about the situation that caused us to even have to fight our way in with this Templar. Not fight our way, but you know, threaten our way in. And we'll have to finish up and deal with their problems before we can get their help to help in Redcliffe. Manny, are you looking forward to that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, everyone will see in the next episode how I feel. <laughs> and I'm sure the next few episodes after that, you'll hear all about how we feel too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more of Enchantment, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast, or you can email the show at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this has been Enchantment. And enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Magic Kingdom.